and welcome to the round preview brought to you by Footy Live and Sportsmates and my boys. It's already time flies. What is it? Round Buzz. seven. My God. And a, another week with no Thursday footy. Nico's not happy about that, are you? I'm not. I'm, I'm really struggling to adjust to the to waiting till Friday. Mm. Footy. Got to bring it back. Got to bring back Thursday night, mate. Mm, you do. Hey, Gordo's got a new hat. It looks like a Coca-Cola one, but it's very different. Is that red or orange? It is red. And uh, shout-outs to, to Ghost Nutrition, getting me Ooh. through my, my next marathon uh, build. Um, that's all. A little cheeky plug. Why not? Yeah, very nice. A little bit of red there. That might be uh, a sign for things to come. You might be tipping a few upsets. The Suns, look out, Suns fans, or one of you, because uh, God, I might mention them. Uh, there's a few must-watch games this weekend, a few 50-50s, uh, a few uh, games that will get you over the line in your tips. We'll preview them all. We'll also get to those tweets and emails that we love doing. Firstly, Nicholas, I want you to go first. Tell me which game you're watching this weekend and which game everybody who loves football should not miss. Mm, I'm penciling in the Sydney Brisbane game, Jimmy. It's... Why just penciling? Shouldn't you pen it in? Yeah, pen it in. Whatever, whatever um, utensil, uh, <laughs> whatever pen you want to use, whatever type of pen you want to use, stationary, I should say. Um, yeah, but unfortunately, you know, we have to wait for the best till last because it's Ooh. Sunday night. Mm. Um, but it's going to be an absolute cracker. Sydney Brisbane, two top four sides, both have only lost a game. Uh, these are two teams that I've also got as genuine uh, premiership contenders too. Yep, I mentioned that on so. Monday. Mm-hmm. So this could be a very early prelim or grand final preview. So, oh. yeah, stay tuned for this one. It's going to be big. Um, it's a genuine 50-50. I can't split them. I'm maybe just leaning towards the Swans because it is at the SCG. And uh, I believe Brisbane haven't won there since 2009. So, uh, yeah, probably just going to lean towards the Swans in this one. Yeah, it's a terrible record that Brisbane have. They've actually won one of their last 11 at the SCG. Mm. And it's a record that spans back to 2003 when they won the the three-peat. So it's a long, long time between drinks for the Brisbane Lions at the SCG. Bit of a weird ground, isn't it? It's a small ground. It's something they obviously don't don't play well on. And uh, I think that's the reason why a lot of people are favouring Sydney in this one is because of the home ground advantage. If it was at the Gabba, yeah, you'd pick Brisbane, but they're two top teams who have both been in form um, and both have, you know, great uh, assets on on, uh, each part of the pitch. So it's going to be, I mean, Brisbane, we know how much they attack and how much they can score. Um, so it's it's going to be hard to stop that on a small ground with that that many weapons. But then, mm-hmm. again, saying that Sydney, you know, I think it was last year, the year before we were talking about on the SCG, they don't perform very well. I think they've turned that around and they do perform well in front of their home fans at the SCG. So I'm probably just favouring Sydney as well in this one. But it is a genuine 50-50 and it's probably the game of the round at the end of the round. Uh, Gordo, do you have any thoughts on this one? It's, it's almost impossible to pick me. I suppose you have to go Sydney because they're at home, but... In terms of, it's kind of very two similar sides playing against each other. High scoring, free flowing. Mm-hmm. Do, do we do we think maybe Sydney goes back and goes? Let's, let's defend the fortress. Let's play a bit more old school long mile football and 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 get a bit more dour and a bit more in the trenches to try and counteract that free scoring from not. Brisbane. Or are we going to see a massive shootout? We're going to see hundred plays a hundred, two hundred plus points. 
Mm. Goals galore. I hope it's a shootout, but I don't think it will be. I think we hardly get that. There'll be one team who wants to shut it down, and maybe that'll be the plan going in, or it might be the plan if one team gets a flurry of goals, like we saw with Sydney last week after the Hawks got a 5 0 start. Uh, and then uh, and Nico's still getting over that. But then the Hawks, uh, the, the Swannies came back very, very hard, kicked the last nine of, nine of the game or whatever it was. If that, te- if that happens to one either side, I think both of them will have a plan to kind of shut it down. It's, it's very rare we see shootouts these days. Especially at the SCG as well, yeah. being a small ground, it's usually a pretty cagey match. So, yeah, I'm with you on that one. Yeah, both teams are pretty fit, although Paddy McCartan does... Uh, is out due to concussion and Logan McDonald's as well, I think, uh, is out. But Tom Papley comes back. He's very, very exciting. So interested to see what he can do. He'll kick a couple of goals for sure. Uh, Gordo, what's the one you're watching this weekend and telling everyone not to miss? The one I'm watching, tell everyone not to miss, just in case you have missed it, there's probably mm. room for one more carriage on the Frio bandwagon Ooh. coming into this weekend. Your However... Boys. However, it's a big one against Geelong because if this goes the wrong way and it's a long way to fly across and go to one of my favourite grounds in all, in all of Australia, the, the really? Cattery, Cadinia Park. Why? I like it. It's, the right, it's a nice size. It's, it's a legitimate, like, modern stadium, but it's still got that small, compact size. And it's in, it's in a small, small little town. So it's, yeah. like, it's by the sea. Mm. It's beautiful. Love it. Love Cadinia. Well worth the trip. Jump on the V-line if you live in Melbourne. Because this will be a humdinger of a game. However, if Frio mm. do get bashed up by the Geelong at home, which is a possibility they will, then Line there'll be a lot mission. more. No, no, just a lot more room in the bandwagon. A lot more oh, room yes. in the bandwagon. Yeah. So I'm at the very first carriage. There's about, yeah, you know, we'll there's about four or five recent carriages that have joined. They'll all drop off. And then yep. there's one room at the back to jump on now. So up to you guys. Are you jumping on the Frio bandwagon or... And they're going to be shown that haven't played much and that Geelong are far too good. And there's a massive gap between the top four and the rest of the comp. Yeah, it's really, it's hard because it's at the Cattery. And we know Geelong have a good record against Frio and at the Cattery. They've won six of the last seven against Frio. And then the last time the Dockers played there was 2018. And I don't know mm-hmm. if you remember, but it was a 133-point thumping mm. uh, to the Cats. And it was the club's greatest ever losing margin. So... They might be still uh, distraught from that, but they're also Frio's greatest victory was in 2013 in that qualifying final down at the Cattery. So it's not impossible for them to win down there, but it is a very, very different ground to what they're used to playing on. And I think Geelong play it better than anyone, obviously, because they play there, uh, not most weeks, but they play there very, very often and they know how to play there. And I think we've spoken about the Cats playing a bit faster this year. And we, we thought, well, they've probably got to play, play a bit faster, more direct if they want to be a, a consistent team in finals. But saying that, Frio's run, we know that they run hard. Uh, their pace is what worries teams. I think we might see the cat kind of peg it back a little bit here. They might play the territory game. They might uh, control possession. They know how to work this ground. So I'm expecting something different from Chris Scott this week. And I think they'll just be too good and too experienced for Fremantle. But I'm, I'm really interested to see how they do play on this ground. Um, Alex Pierce as well. We know he's kept uh, kept Mackay to one goal last week. Peter Wright to zero the week before. He's got a big job to do on Hawkins and Cameron. So I'm, I've been super impressed, Gordo, on your boys. You picked it at both ends of the park for Frio and their, and their running game. But I think they're going to be tested, well and truly tested, against an experienced side at their home headquarters. I'd be very surprised if Scott does change anything really because. Long, second, mm. They're the second best ranked attack. They're averaging 100 points. Yes, that's boosted by playing the Ruse last week yeah. and getting a bit of a, a free stats grab. But um, 
and Fremantle's the strongest defence, but, you know, keeping sides to 60, that's all well and good, but mm. keeping Geelong to 60 would be much more of a challenge. So I don't think I'd be surprised if Chris Scott sees Fremantle as a threat. I think he'd really? just go in there and be like, let's just so play you, our best. Let's just so play our best version that. of football and that's going to be enough. If they, yeah. kick, if they kick 70, 80 points, then that's an okay job done by Fremantle. But does Fremantle have the power to kick 80 against Geelong? Mm. Probably not. Probably not. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, that's a fair call. I, I just can't see him going end to end, kind of playing mm. that faster attacking footy. But I hope, I hope we do. Don't get me wrong. But I just, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm keeping an eye on this one, Nico. You would be too, and you've got big thoughts on Geelong and Fremantle. Surely. Yeah, I, I'm with you, Gordo. I'm on the bandwagon, the uh, the Fremantle bandwagon. Sorry, I think they're a top eight side, but I think this week will be a task too big. Um, but it'll also give us an opportunity to see how. Uh, how far Frio have come. Like Jimmy mentioned, the last time they played there was 2018, did you say? And there was 130-odd mm. points. Yeah. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if they can, you know, take it right up to Geelong. And I think, you know, we're, we shouldn't expect Fremantle to win to consider them, you know, top eight contender or top four contender. But um, it'll tell us a lot if they can, you know, really stick it up to Geelong and, keep it to a close game and it's yeah definitely one to watch and very exciting one so looking forward to it yeah so are you going to go down to the Geelong uh the long highway and uh, and have a look at that one Nico or are you going to watch it from the comfort of your own home you don't get to the ground much do you yeah no I, I don't think I'm allowed there anymore to be honest <laughs> so no um I, I'll watch I'll watch this one at the comfort of my own home I think Jimmy even though it's not too far away half an hour trip from the old oh, yeah, uh, yeah. Werribee town. That's right. You're closer these days, true. I am. I am. Yeah, and I've driven past it a few times too. And like uh, Gordo said, it is a beautiful stadium. It really is. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Well, another beautiful stadium. Actually not because uh, you boys hate it. Marvel Stadium. Uh, that's going to be host to my pick of the weekend, which is the Bulldogs v Essendon. And I'm picking this one because it, it should be a, a great spectacle or anything like that, which I hope it is. But it's the big game because the storylines that come out of this. Nico, you can well and truly get your red pen out. Whoever loses this one, it is season over, unfortunately. They've both been tested this season and they've both been disappointing. Um, last year, obviously, one of them made the grand final. The other one played finals. We're expecting a lot. Um, a big effort from Essendon on uh, on Monday. But effort is is not going to be enough. You know what I mean? There has to be proper structure um, a, a solid game plan and, and then the effort to go with it as well, especially in the midfield. They're going to be tested against the Dogs. Um, I'm picking the Dogs to win this one. But again, wouldn't be surprised if the Dogs lose after losing to Adelaide last week. So pressure is on both coaches and both sets of fans will not be happy with a respectable loss. Uh, this is, you have must win at all costs. So expect a fiery one. Uh, that's the game I'm, uh, I'm going to be watching. And I think the doggies will win by probably 10 points. Mm. Boys, thoughts do you reckon, on that one? Do you reckon that's that close? I don't, I know both teams are in, in, in dire straits, but surely, you know, Western Bulldogs are underperforming because of where they got to last year, but mm. they're still at least a middling side. Essendon are in the doldrums. They oh, so lose the doggies this, by forty plus. <laughs> um, well, to be fair, that's kind of like the history here. What the mm. doggies have averaged one hundred and six points against Essendon since two thousand and fifteen. They play very similar styles of games too, and I think the dogs are just better at it. If you're going to play bruise free football against the dogs, the dogs will win. And we talked about the effort that Essendon showed on the weekend, but did they show that much effort? What they laid three tackles inside fifty against the Magpies on Anzac Day. Oh, I was going to say the lowest. Marks in there. 
Yeah, but yeah. they also the retention inside fifty is not great as well. They're the lowest yeah. ranked for that. They're lowest ranked across everything. Like Essendon are historically bad. The doggies are just underperforming in comparison to last to last so year. So just give so, up Essendon. Don't even bother. Is what you're well, saying? Uh, it could be that way by the end, <laughs> by the end of this game. I don't think this is as close as you think it will be. But the, okay. the storylines will be juicy and I must watch regardless. Mm. Mm. Yeah, definitely. A few upsets, I reckon, on the cards this weekend. Nico, do you have one, a spicy one for us? I do. I'm, I'm tipping Port over St. Kilda. And I'm yeah. not just saying this is an upset alert. I'm saying I'm literally tipping Port over St. Kilda. <laughs> it's guaranteed. Put your house on it. Well, yeah, almost, on. almost. Yeah. Oh wow! Tell us. No, why. I reckon. I reckon Port um, would have taken a lot of confidence out of their win last week. I know it was only against oh, West God, Coast. It was a trial game, wasn't it? It was. Just, it was, but which is You have to play. You have to, yeah, obviously play you who you're up against. Play, yeah, and yeah. it's. Um, it looks like they've found a new spot for Connor Rosley as well. He's moved into the middle in the uh, since halftime the Carlton game, and since mm. then. I mean, we know what happened in that second half against Carlton. Uh, Port came back from 50 points down and almost won. And then, uh, obviously, last week they win by 80 points against the Eagles. Um, so, I'm really interested to this. This was almost this is almost a must-watch game because I think um, it could be a lot closer than what people are uh, thinking. Yes, St Kilda mm. are in form. Yes, they've been impressive. Um, I think they got a tad lucky last week against the Giants as well. I'm still not completely sold on the Saints. And I, I reckon Port up in Cairns as well. It's not like it's at Marvel or anything like that. It's up in Cairns. Uh, conditions will be uh, a bit dewy. And, yeah, I'm expecting Port to play a physical contested game and, yeah, really match it with St Kilda and almost, you know, or probably get o- get over the line. But, yeah, that'll be my Well, tip. not probably. You said you can't. I, w- I wouldn't put my house on it. Okay. But they will. Just the they, shed. I, I will tip them for sure. Yep. No, good, good. How, how much by? Oh, it'll be close. Uh, under 10. Under 10. Okay. Mm. Very nice. Well, the, Port Adelaide did beat them the last time they played. I think it was end of the year last year. Um, well, over the last six times, actually. Well, there you go. Very mm. good record. Um, well, with St Kilda, I don't know. I think they're in too much of good form to tip against them. I know, I know they do lose uh, Roel Marshall and Jack Hayes, but Paddy Ryder comes back, so there you go. That fills the void, um, well and truly. I, I think Port Adelaide's win last week didn't mean much. It was against a side who offered nothing. I know, yeah, they'll get confidence from it. Some players needed that, needed a little bit of a free hit. Um, to try and turn their season around. But I think St Kilda are going to be too good. And we talked about the mental strength of St Kilda over the last couple of years, which was questionable. Um, Gordo especially, I can remember a couple of years ago, he said they weren't going to win a game all season. Um, but they, they have been uh, questioned about how tough they are mentally. I think they've proved that this year after round one, they are. And they've got a lot of players in form. I mean, they're scoring goals from, they've got a, a widespread of goal scorers down back. They've been pretty solid, even in the midfield. I think they're, you can't really tip against them at the moment. So Nick, brave man to do that, but I'm going to tip the Saints for this one. Yeah, I agree with you, Jimmy. I think this is a statement game for St Kilda because they're going back to a place where they were historically embarrassed last year, falling to Adelaide. Oh, yeah. The round Thilthorpe. 13, Thilthorpe 66 goal. to 60, despite leading by six, 36 to 0 mm. halfway through the second quarter. That's when it all fell down. Since that game, though, St Kilda are 10 and 5, and they're 5 and 1 this year. Mm. Like, I think it's almost like the opposite of reputation. It used to be, what's the saying that you love to bring out, Jimmy? Reputations are fostered over a long time, but destroyed in a minute. Yes. It's the right. opposite here. We're, we're, <laughs> we're tipping Port Adelaide because of their reputation as being a pre, like a prelim 
Funnel's side and St Kilda have mm. always been rubbish. Well, the opposite's true now. I think Port, mm. they're stuck outside Funnel's now, basically. You can listen to Ken Hinckley and say he's going to win five straight, but he's not. We all know that. And St Kilda are five and one. If you can't tip a side with confidence five and one versus second last, then, then I don't know what you can tip. All right. No, fair enough. I like that. Uh, I reckon Jack Higgins is going to have a day out as well again. This will be, on, this will be a slippery ball, I reckon. Mm. Be on the deck. Well, big concern then, though. Slippery ball, Max King. Goalkeeping oh, performance. What's he going to do this, this yeah, weekend? True. One That's... seven last week. Yeah, one true, seven. But, but he could have kicked eight, and he'll just uh, he, he would have uh, he would have had a lot of uh, thoughts this week on how we can improve that. But just get it to ground, get it to the deck, let Higgins uh, crumb it up and, and snap goals. My upset, boys, is the one that I'm not going to tip again. I'm going to be a, a, a wuss again and uh, <laughs> say that this is a possibility. This is my upset, but I'm not tipping it because. Uh, uh, I don't I don't know how confident I'd be on Gold Coast just because it's Gold Coast. But Collingwood Gold Coast is, uh, if you wanted to pick one upset, I reckon you could go for this one. The reason being last year, the Suns did beat the Pies at the MCG. They won by 24 points. So they've got confidence that they can do that. And we know that, you know, big losses for Grundy and Kruger uh, out of the side. So what will that do? And also... They had a big, it was a huge game for Collingwood on Monday. And as a young side, we've talked about this. I mean, they're not overly young, but they are a new group. So how much would that take uh, out of them, that big emotional, emotionally draining game on Monday? Is there a possibility the Suns could get over the line? There is, I guess. They're 4-11 at the MCG Gold Coast. Uh, haven't won much. But last year they did, like I mentioned. Jack Lacocious is back. And then you got Mason Cox has to come in. And he did not do much in the VFL last week. Do they need more uh, weapons with Dugowie going up forward in the midfield? Maybe they do. Um, I think there's a possibility that the Suns could get over the line here. Not confident about it, but uh, it, it is a possible upset. I said last week about Adelaide beating the Dogs, and that came true. So maybe maybe this one, boys, wouldn't be super surprised. What about you? If this was the old Collingwood, I reckon Gold Coast has a real chance because yeah. Gold Coast plays a, you know aggressive, useful football that kind of can catch teams that want to play down football on the hop. But the new and improved and inspired and energized and happy to be arrogant and wear GoPros, Collingwood is, I think, going to just be too much too much energy for mm-hmm. for Gold Coast. And they've already mm-hmm. lost their like mid early season sheen as well. They used to be the side that we'd rack up four or five by around six and then drop off. They're only yeah. two and four now. So I think, yeah, I think uh, pretty safe at home for Collingwood back to back weeks. Mm-hmm. The MCG they're they're trying to find some. Um, some ego and some bravado again, which is good for Collingwood fans. Not good for everyone yeah. else, but good for Collingwood fans. I think something that got overlooked a little bit was you said how poor Essendon are and were. They actually, they did have more scoring shots than the Pies. The Pies were incredibly accurate. They only kicked three behinds for the whole game. They had they had 18 shots a goal and Essendon had 22. If they didn't kick straight and that's straight, and I think it was a club record uh, for at least recent history to kick that mm. accurately. I don't know if they, if they don't do that again, mm. uh, there's a real chance. I mean, if they didn't kick that accurately on Monday, they would have lost against Eston and then there'd be a whole different discussion yes. about Collingwood. And then you add Brody Grundy, the dominance in the ruck there and Kruger and, um, you know, Cox having to come back in. Roughhead's still out. Yeah. There's opportunities. It wouldn't surprise me this upset. That is true. And Wits now will have a field day. Number one, exactly. he has to advantage already yeah. in the competition so far this year. No Grundy to compete against. Mm-hmm. Not bad. Not bad. Yeah, you, you stole the, the words out of my mouth, Gord. I, I reckon you're onto something here, Jimmy. I reckon Ooh. if um, with Grundy out and Wits being one of the most dominant ruckmen mm. in the competition, um, he's going to give the Gold Coast midfielders uh, first look at the ball. Yeah. Um, because, yeah, going up against Mason Cox or Darcy Cameron, 
he's going to have an absolute field day and uh, it could be dangerous. It could be a danger game here for Collingwood. So question for you boys then, should I tip Gold Coast and have I convinced you to tip Gold Coast? Back him in. I think you've convinced us. I really? think you've convinced us. Well, you look at that. Look at the, if you say, let's say Wits dominates the ruck. Let's yeah. say that. Yep. Then all of a sudden, Matt Rao finds some form. Yes. And all of a sudden, Took Miller gets to dominate. Mm-hmm. It's a big engine room. And does does Collingwood have that engine room still at the moment? Not really. And when was the last time Grundy missed the game for Collingwood as well? I think the Collingwood midfield is very used to getting that service from Grundy. And mm. this week they won't be. They're going to they're going to have to be uh, in and under, uh, scrapping for the contested balls all day. And I'm not sure if they're completely used to it, to be honest. Um, I'm just looking at up here. Grundy missed two games last year. But mm-hmm. other than that... Um, uh, yeah, for the last seven years, he's missed only about five games in total. Yeah, so which is uh, I'm nearly many. convincing myself. I might just do it. I might just and, do it. And to top it all off, you said there if they didn't kick straight last week, they didn't beat Essendon. Yeah. Well, the stats say they're ranked 14th for scores inside 50, so they're not very efficient going inside 50 either. So statistically speaking, they will regress. They won't kick as yeah. straight. Yeah. They won't they score won't as many again. points. They won't do it they're again. losing the midfield battle. They're losing the territory battle. It's Gold Coast. Well done, Jimmy. Mm. You got us all across the board. There you go. And I would just, uh, I did check that fact. It's the second most accurate performance in club history on Monday, it was, with taking a minimum of uh, 15 scoring shots. So, oh, I reckon everyone's going Gold Coast here. Jeez. All right, Gordo, you give me one. Let's shock us. Can you give us a shocking one for upsets? Well, I don't know if it's going to be that much of an upset, but does West Coast defend the fortress? Oh, please. against Against the tiring Tigers? Please, if that happened, I'm just saying it might happen, but that would be a shock. Come on. It's Is that much Coast. of a shock, though? Just one win yeah, separates these two clubs. Yeah, no, it still would be. I reckon Rich, Richmond's still got West the Premiership West Coast at pedigree. home as well. Is how, how, how bad are Richmond going that you, you wouldn't say it's a shock to lose to West Coast, aside that depleted who just absolutely got laughed at last week and their all, performance was absolutely season, pathetic. Really. Like it's, it, surely that's a shock if it happens. We'll be back after a quick break. You would think so. And I suppose it depends on how you view it. Like, was the Richmond loss to Melbourne, was that a heroic loss? Did they, like, did they fight in or did was Melbourne sloppy for the first half? Melbourne like, was how very, do you read very that game? Slop. I mean, they, oh, they had so many more scoring shots. If they kicked accurately, what, how many points did they kick, buddy? What was it, 22 points, 22 behinds. They should have mm. smacked Richmond, really. But I thought they, they matched him in some areas in the first half. Second half, they didn't. Um, but, uh, look, coming Richmond get Grimes back. Um, like it's it's a diff- it's okay it's okay don't panic this is a game that Richmond should win I'm actually yeah. super confident that the Tigers will win this one yeah. um, if they don't I'll be uh, 
I will be super, super shocked. I mean, I know Cochin's out because of the, the quick turnaround, so um, that's disappointing. And also Robbie Tarrant. But you get Lambert back in and Grimes, like I said, Soldo's there. Stacky's going to have his uh, first game of the season. And, uh, you know, th- things will be fine. It'll be yeah, fine. There, there like is 0% chance of West Coast winning. 0%. 0%. <laughs> oh, they no. just, they, they, it won't happen. There's more Definitely. of a chance of Hawthorne beating the COVID hit uh, days. I'm surprised no one's gone with that game, actually. But <laughs> uh, no, Richmond win tonight comfortably. I'd be super shocked if, if Richmond lost. But Gordo, um, are you going to put your money where your mouth is and, and put uh, some cash on the West Coast Eagles? Well, I wasn't. It was more of like a Jimmy, like this could yeah. happen until Nico says there's a 0% chance. As soon as someone goes with that, happening. you're like, all right, I'm just trying to put $1 on that. Because like, well, yeah, that's right. There's a chance. There's an obvious chance. But um, And Nico has no. had some uh, weird bets over the years. That, right. uh, if Richmond lose this, uh, you can, I don't, I don't know. But What's going to happen? Nothing's going to happen. I just say you that will fly you can Perth. officially say that they've fallen off the cliff if they okay. lose tonight. Nico, if Rich, if Richmond lose to West Coast, you will fly to Perth and buy a West Coast Eagles jumper from the Superstore at the ground and take a photo of it in front of Optus Stadium. That's one expensive Guernsey. Uh, is that a flights, yes? Flights aren't cheap. Zero percent chance. This is just a free hit for you. So will you do that? Uh, yes. Okay, yeah, I'll do that. I'll do that. <laughs> so now Jimmy's going to be cheering for West Coast tonight. No, I'm not. I would never <laughs> cheer against my side. I don't care what's at stake. Uh, tipping comp winners. These are the ones that will get you over the line against your mates. Nico, have you got a uh, selection for this week? Yeah, I think the Adelaide versus GWS game is very much a 50-50. A lot of people will be jumping on the Crows uh, with comfort this week, and rightly so. You know, they got the job done against the Dogs last week. They're three and three. They've had a good start to the season uh, as opposed to the last couple of years. But, I mean, surely this week GWS win. Surely they can go to Adelaide Oval and, you know, I mean, they've had their backs up against the wall all season. They've had their names in the papers, their coach in the paper. Uh, Surely they can turn it around this week and um, get a, you know, a very spirit, put in a very spirited performance um, on the road. Wow. Oh, well, they do have a good record at Adelaide Oval. They've won four of their last six there. Uh, So they know how to win at that ground and, um, I, I guess, yeah, backs against the wall. Got to make a statement. We've heard that too many times for the Giants. They look shaky. They're missing still uh, Phil Davis, Hopper's out, Lloyd. Jack Buckley is actually an underrated player who they are missing still. Um, but funnily enough, these teams match up pretty similarly. Um, they've got similar stats for uh, score, uh, possessions, which is 367 possessions each. Same amount of inside 50s. They're very close in clearances and turnovers, exactly the same. So evenly matched. But I think mm-hmm. Adelaide have shown us more this season. And it is. You look at where both teams have come from. Matthew Nix deserves a pat on the back. Um, what they did last week as well, very, very efficient. I spoke about their uh, their forward line with Walker, Rochelle, Gallant, McAdam, who's been good since he's come back the last two games. He scored two goals in uh, in both of those games. Mm-hmm. I think they're just in better form and in front of their home home uh, home supporters. I think they get over the line, but um, I wouldn't be super shocked if uh, if the Giants won this one. But I think you're giving them too much credit, Nico. Yeah, way too much credit for mine as well. Like it, weirdly. We think of GWS having all these classy scoring options and classy forward mids that can roll forward and kick a goal. And like who they've had this year, all they have is 
Himmelberg's put through 12 as their leader this year, goal scorer. Tex Walker's put through 12 in the last three weeks. Like the more potent goal kicking side is is Adelaide. They they're mm. looking really really nice around clearances in their forward fifty. They seem to score a lot from their inside fifties. Whereas you know GWS are right nineteen percent scoring rate per inside fifty. Last in the comp. That's worse than that's worse than North. That's worse than West Coast. That's that's mm. diabolical. So there's no but threat there. There's no sco- there's no scoring threat. So it has to be Green by himself yeah, beating the Adelaide Crows away. So. Tough. They beat if you if you reckon Richmond aren't as bad as as West Coast, which we've just said with the preview before, and we reckon the doggies aren't that bad, then uh Adelaide's got some solid form to take on the Giants at home and, and win. Maybe not comfortably, but definitely win. Yep. So yeah. No, fair enough. Nicholas, mm-hmm. last week was a really good week from you. I was really impressed with your super coach stat and knowledge. And I think Gordo's actually taken up super coach as well. Saw some messages shoot through during the week. Can you give him and our listeners some tips about this week? I want to know an essential purchase. Yeah, well, there's a a fair bit of uh, super coach carnage this week, Jimmy. There's a lot of players, a lot of popular players out. Um, You know, Jack Hayes from St. Kilda, Sherry, Grundy. Um, So there's going to be a lot of trades being used and a lot of um, premiums being picked up. And one I don't think you can look past is Luke Parker. He's at a bargain price of mm. 475k. Um, he's now a forward as well. You can select him in your forward line as of uh, last week or the week before. Um, and he's dropped. He's dropped 116k in price, which is a lot. So um, I can't. I can't. He, he, the reason he's dropped that much is because of a score of 39 um, a couple of weeks ago in round four. Can't see that happening again. You can pick him with a lot of faith. Um, and he'll be on the up next week um, with his price. So if you can squeeze him in this week or next week, I definitely recommend Luke Parker. I love it. Luke Parker. Gordo, get on Luke Parker if you haven't already. You'll start, have you, you've been playing all season? I have. I have. Uh, when I say playing, I've basically been listening to this segment from Nico on the podcast <laughs> and just yep. doing what he says. And yep. to be fair, I'm in, the, I'm in the eight. I'm in the eight. So Ooh, averaging- that's what we want. Averaging twenty one fifty, not too bad for a complete yep. noob. So that's very good, very well solid numbers. Well done, Gorda. There you go. You got the tick of approval from Nick, so you are flying. Hey, before we get to our put your house on it picks, uh, we have. If you guys have listened, we obviously Dario and Frank. Uh, they often write in, and they've been sending voice messages lately. Now, I'll tell you what, guys. Um, this week, both of them have messaged in. Uh, Frank messaged and said, "Sorry, I'm out this week. Flat stick." bit too busy for us. So his segment lasted all but one week. So he reckons he can just come and go whenever he pleases and do a segment whenever he wants. I don't know about that. I'll get your thoughts on that in a second. And Dario, uh, we asked him, well, he said he was going to send in his segment. He sent in, sorry, boys, I'll wait till Monday for mine. So that's two podcasts he's missed, just talking a big game about having a segment. Still hasn't arrived. Fellas, what do we think of that? I think Frankie, Uh, I think Frankie, might not have a response to my uh, recommendation that Hawthorne and Geelong should take the Anzac Day. Maybe time that's slot. it. Maybe you maybe rattled just, him. Yeah, maybe I did. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. Mm. Gordon? And the belt is now vacated. The belt, <laughs> like the bout is off. The belt is vacated. If anyone wants to set in a segment, you automatically become the number one listener. The number one listener. Go. Next segment becomes the number one listener. Now I'm hoping someone out of the blue just comes up with their own segment mm-hmm. because Frankie and Dari, I'm sorry, there's no weeks off in uh, in this game, um, and especially not for the put your house on it picks. We never miss a week on this, and I don't think we've ever been wrong. 
no, that's a lie. We have a lot of the times, um, but I'll go first. I reckon Shane McAdam will kick two or more goals this week. He's played two games this season. He's kicked two goals in both of those games. I've been very, very impressed with that man. He had Adelaide Crows, so I reckon he'll uh, slot two or more. Then I'm also going to go St. Kilda 1-39. to don't think it's going to be a blowout. It might be a bit of a slog um, up there. It always is uh, weird conditions up there, um, but I think they are they are uh, a, a team that is mentally tougher than we've seen in the past. And I think it'll be a bit of a grind. Port Adelaide, they won't be, uh, I don't think it's going to be easy beats. So it'll be 1-39. to 39. That's that's my pick. Boys, uh, we'll go Gordon first. You seem like you've got a really, really big one for us. Uh, no, nah, playing it safe because, you know, I don't like being homeless. So Andy <laughs> Brayshaw loves being on the road. This year he's averaging 29 disposals, five inside 50s and five tackles on the road since the beginning of last season. So it's two mm. years worth of data, loves a road trip. The Brayshaw's hard workers, 100 hundreds on Christmas type attitudes. He won't see this as a sign of being nervous. He'll see it as a sign to show up and show off his skills. So take him for at least 25, if not 30 disposals. Uh, and then my sure thing, put your house on it pick, is, as I've said, the, the Bombers are done. The Bombers are the done. worst team in the comp probably now. What? Not well, worse than North Melbourne. <laughs> and not worse, than, and not not worse, worse than, than West Coast, but that's okay. The oh, worst actual God. comp team left in the comp. <laughs> and uh, then they get heavily beaten. Doggies definitely to cover the line, if not win. What's by, the line? Uh, 40 plus. I think the Do line's a you know line? couple of goals. Okay. Nicholas. Mackay twins. If you still yep. think they're two different people, no. you need to wake up to yourself. Same person. Because this is not a coincidence. Seven years running, the Mackay twins have not played against each other. Exactly. That Same person. Ridiculous. Same person. Yep. Same person. And this week it's Ben Mackay not playing. So I reckon Harry uh, or whatever his real name is, <laughs> is going to kick four or more and completely dominate against... The, the actual worst team in the comp, uh, which is North Melbourne. And my pick, put your house on a pick, is Carlton to win by over 30 points at least. Well, we. All right. Well, yeah, no, that's fair enough. You've gone the same game again, but that's fair enough. I, I don't mind that. Um, that's okay. 30 plus. Yeah. Well, put it okay. On a multi. Just- just before we end up, and by the way, this will be uh, on the app ASAP and our full tips will be in there. And we've got time to think. We've got about five minutes to think about if we're going to tip Gold Coast or not. Uh, quick session of yes, no, Nico. Um, North Melbourne should have their AFL license taken off them. Yes, no, again. Yes. Get rid of <laughs> I can't it. I believe Get rid you're of saying it. that. I, I reckon the local Werribee team, the VFL Werribee team, will put up more of a fight than what North Melbourne has this year. Oh, all right, Nico, the new Tasmanian team uh, should take <laughs> over North Melbourne. It shouldn't be a 19th team. They should just yep. take over North Melbourne, relocate yep. them. Yep. Yeah, I think 20 teams might be too much, so we've got to keep it 18. And if there's one team that needs to merge with the new Tassie team or relocate, it's North Melbourne. Nico, uh, this matchup between Melbourne and Hawthorne should be renamed the Merger Cup because this is the anniversary of the Merger game in 1995, I believe it was. Anniversary? And yeah, well, it's, we always remember that. Melbourne and Hawthorne, most struggling clubs, nearly merged. They had the song ready. They had the jumper ready. Good uh, memories for you. Yeah, yeah, great memories. Uh, okay, yeah, sure, why not? And I think Hawthorne will win it. Perfect. All right. This has been a good session. I've enjoyed it, guys, and I'm enjoying uh, 
thinking about this round of football and uh, thinking about if I'm going to tip the Gold Coast or not. I've got about five minutes, so check out the app very soon, guys. When this is up, you can go and see our full tips in the article form. Uh, We hope you have a, a great round and make sure you gamble responsibly. See you guys.